0: It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey.
1: Oh yeah. So this whole thing of all in, uh, church life is something I'm very passionate about. I've been part of the church. I guess technically speaking, I was probably two weeks old when I started attending a church. I don't remember it. I was probably one of those kids at the back with my mom, you know, come on, why cry now type of thing. But it's a real honor to be able to talk about church life, what it is to be church. But the, the subtitle of this series, All In, is Indispensable. And I don't know about you, when, I, when Mark first gave me this one, I went, indispensable? Um, okay. Uh, it, why I like it is it's a word I, I wouldn't often use. and I had to really think through, has that been my experience of life? Has it been yours? Because I don't know about you, for a lot of us, there's a point in life. And for most of us, it, it was probably a subconscious thing. We didn't go, oh, this is the turning point. But there was a time in life we realised we're not as important as we first thought we were. For those of us who were the eldest of a number of children, even though we don't remember, you know, our parents said, oh, when you, born, when you were born into our life, look, everything changed. And our dad probably said, yeah, I used to be number one and now you became number one. It was all about you. And this kid came along and for, for those of us who were the firstborn, we were the experiment. We didn't really, you know, as parents didn't know what they were doing, but anyhow, here we are, and every little, you know, as soon as you cry, oh, Rob's crying, and you know, what could it be? He could be hungry, needs burping, and still need burping, but we won't go there, and all this sort of stuff, and it was just, oh, it was all about Rob, 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 And but then Sue came along when I was about two years old, and she started screaming and and whatever, and then mum and dad went to her. It was like, hey, hang on, you know, maybe I'll scream. I can scream louder than her, but... All of a sudden, you know, she's a lot more dependent, and so it was all about her, and everyone looked at, oh wow, look at her, she's crawling. I think, I can run, you know, you're not cheering me, and so at some point we realised, oh, I'm not the most important person in this family, I'm not the most important person in the world, and for those who were the youngest of many children, you, you remember what that was like, your parents didn't parent you, it was the siblings, they were the ones looking after you, burping you and everything else. And then all the clothes you got from childhood as a, as a teenager, they have been used before. And well, just just give it, it's a fourth born, you know, like we're not going to go and get new clothes. We'll just hand them down. So we've all had some experience where in family life, we thought, oh, where do I fit in? For some of us, there's been abuse. There's been neglect for some They've been adopted. And and so very early in life, in the soul, it was like, I don't know if I matter. I don't know if I belong. I I don't know if I'm important. And so all of this restlessness is happening as a child. And then we go to school. Oh, doesn't school sort us out? Uh, Do any of you remember when the teacher said, okay, it's time we're going to play cricket or soccer or softball. I need two captains. You know where this is going, and the, and the teacher would pick two captains, usually the most popular kids, the most talented, most athletic, and they would start picking their team. Oh God, are we nut. Oh, I got Waza. Oh, I got Mary. You know, they're just going, and you're one of those guys. Go, oh, please. Oh, and, and then you know, it's sort of gone through the middle. There's about, and then it's near the end, and then there's two left. And it, mm, yeah. Yeah, It's toss of a coin, okay you've got Rob or whatever it might be. So it just again reinforces, I just don't know where I belong, I don't know if I'm that important. I was about six years old when I joined the local soccer team and dad came along for the very first practice and that first proper match. And you know how kid sport goes, you know you've been given sort of positions and a bit of a plan. But the moment that siren or, or the whistle goes, the two teams become one team and, and, and it just follows the ball. And I remember sort of watching this happen, I was part of this huddle but I started to walk back because I thought I, I don't know really what I'm doing. And so I'm watching these two teams following the ball and all of a sudden the ball went to me. And it was almost in slow motion like no, and closed my eyes, kicked the ball. I actually connect with the ball and kicked it out of play. Now, a question, am I the first person in the history of soccer who's ever kicked the ball out of play? No, but it, because a boy yelled from the pack, why did you kick the ball out, the ball out, the ball out, the ball? It was just like I was humiliated. I was exposed, so I felt as incompetent, I don't belong. I will never put myself in that position ever again. So on my way home, I said to dad, I quit. No, hey son, come on, let, let you know, you did, it was a good kick. Yeah, but it was out of play. Yeah, that's all right, you know, we'll practice and it was just silence. So I interpreted his silence as, yeah, I think that's a good idea because you really suck. The coach never made contact, Say, so, hey Rob, I heard you quit, look, you know, look, we're all, it's a level playing field, it's just about fun, you know, please, give it another few weeks. None of my friends ranks, say, hey, well, not Ram, but, you know, at school, Rob, what's the deal, you, nothing. So I came to the conclusion, I'm not important, I don't belong, I'm not gifted, I'm useless. I mean, it's a really hard lesson of, in life, thinking, am I? And then you, you're in the workforce and you realise you're important, the role you play, but indispensable? Isn't it humbling to think there's always someone younger, perhaps more, not so much more experience, but they've been to a different university, they've got more sort of qualifications, and you just know at any moment there's going to be, hey Rob, we need to talk, I've got to let you go, we've got this, and, and so life is very much about that. One experience I had recently, I was a a, um, a chaplain with Baptist Care in Rockingham, so you know my role is in aged care looking after people in their their last days and months and, you know, providing a worship service, Bible study, and just interacting with people with dementia and other sort of, you know, sort of issues later in life. And within a few months, you know, the feedback was just really humbling. Oh, Rob, you're just doing a great job. The, The residents love you. And some of the residents who were atheists were now seeing something going on, sensing the move of God and church services. It was like, you know, it was a Baptist... Aged care facility, but there was this amazing move of God. You know, we've got residents in tears getting saved, leading them to Christ before they die. But then it came to the point where I thought, I've been doing aged care for a few years, I think it's time to change. So I went to the facility manager and some of the senior staff said, look guys, um uh, yeah, I'm I'm giving uh, four weeks' notice. I think it's uh, a new chapter in my life. No, there was some tears, and Rob, we're going to miss you. And told my boss, and he said, "Look, we got someone. Could you just give them three weeks to do a bit of mentoring, get them to know the the residents?" And long story short, you know, I did all of that. And uh, I had my final day and some of the residents, Rob, we're going to miss you. It's just not going to be the same. I even had some residents, I wanted you to do my funeral. And I was like, yeah, well, this person who's replaced me is really good. Well, I rang this person a couple of weeks later and had other feedback saying, Rob, she's she's brilliant. Like you did a great job, but it, Baptist care at Rockingham, it's still going really, really well. Now, it was good to hear that, but there's a little part of me of I was important, but I'm not indispensable. To be someone famous, anyone famous here? Uh, But think about famous people. They've got to go through this, and it's in the public eye. You know, we're now watching tennis without Roger. You know, there's no Roger. There's no Serena Williams anymore. Uh, Social justice continues. But there's no Mother Teresa, there's no Martin Luther King Jr. You know, innovation and technology continues, but there's no Steve Jobs. And we can go through every arena of life, particularly that in the public world, and people come and people go. And so it's very easy to come to the conclusion, yeah, I add a bit of value, but indispensable? No. Time for a reality check. Reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one body. So it is with the body of Christ. Paul gives the simplest of analogy, saying here's a human body. It's one body made up of different parts. So it is with the church, the body of Christ. The first thing I want to share with you is we are part... Of the body of Christ, we are important, but we are, from God's perspective, we are an indispensable part of the body of Christ. We don't have a use-by date. We don't have a time in our faith where it's like, okay, you, you've done your thing, you you have no value anymore. When we become a follower of Jesus and we're part of the church, we have. Without exception, if you are a Christian, you are part of the body of Christ, you are an indispensable part or member of it. I think it's fascinating in the animal kingdom that we have a name for a particular animal, whatever it might be, but when they're in a group, the name changes. So, you know, you see an ant, you think, oh, there's an ant. But when you see a lot of ants, you don't just say, oh, there's a lot of ants, you say, oh, there's a colony. What do you call a bee when there's a lot of bees together? A swarm, yeah. This. I remember seeing Paul once. He was, he was part of the worship team. His face was swollen. No, I thought there might have been something going on here, but he was stung not by a bee, but by bees. So we call, not just there were a lot of bees, you, you, you guys, you do swarms. What about a fish? When it's, there's lots of fish, we call it a poor things. Imagine all of your life, you're in school. Dolphins are a pod, lions are a pride. Here's the interesting one. What do you call more than one rhinoceros? Oh, we, we, we do? Yes? <laughs> when you have a group of rhinos, you call it a crash. Isn't that a great word? It's just called a crash. You're not going to call them a, a colony or a school. No, when you see a few rhinos, oh, it's a crash. Well, so it is as a Christian. When we became a follower of Jesus in this moment, like instantaneously, supernaturally, mysteriously, we became a Christ follower. We were born again. We experience regeneration. We were born again. We were born from above. In a moment, we became a new creation. It wasn't like, well, we now believe. No, our whole nature has changed. We're a new creation infused with divine life. Whoa! But wait, there's more. When we became a follower of Jesus. It wasn't like, oh well, I need to now find a church, though many of us would have done that. It's like the moment we were saved, we were baptised into Christ, Romans six three. but Paul said also in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we are also baptised into his body, instantaneously, Supernaturally, we were born again and we weren't just a single person. We became part of this group called the church. We didn't join the church. Yes, there are local churches, but the moment we were born again, we were baptised into one glorious global church. So let's talk church. So this body has a head. The most important part about the church is the head. And God the Father has appointed His Son. Holy Spirit didn't say, hey, I want to be the head of the Son. In the Trinity, that unity, that equal in glory, it was like the Father appointed the Son. Son, you are the appointed, qualified authorised head of the church. You will govern the church. You are the source of authority. You are the source of life. The Pope is not the head of the church. Priests are not the head of the church. Pastors are not the head of the church. In some church circles, they believe Parishioners govern the church, but parishioners are not the head of the church. Elders are not the head of the church. Jesus and Jesus alone is the authorized, qualified, appointed head of the church. Jesus is the head of Elevate Church, and we are connected to that head. You cannot separate the head from the body. You can't be committed to the head, but not the body. You can't just love the head and not the body. They're inseparable. So here we have Christ, the head of the church, and his body is the church. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one body, so it is with Christ. One church, one church made up of Different indispensable parts. In the human body, we have some 100 trillion cells. I've counted, it's true. Now, I've gone to a number of sources and they all say roughly the same about 100 trillion, give or take a few million. Uh, I think that that could be more than the stars in the Milky Way is in here, just our microbiome. You know the amount of organisms in our body. I mean, we are alien. We are made up of all sorts of bacteria and fungi and all sorts of things are going on. But yeah, most of them are the good guys, until COVID came along and well, it it got complicated. So we've got all these cells. But then we've got all of these systems that work together as God has designed. We've got our, yeah, our nervous system. So I'm probably, right now, I've gone from a very chilled out to, I'm, I'm sort of in a bit of fight, flight, but good. Like I'm, I'm on, I've got it. You know, there's something happening to my nervous system. Now, If you give me some time, I could probably work with my respiratory system. And I can actually impact my nervous system through breathing, digestive system, all these other systems and all these other parts. We've got eyes and ears and legs and and, and the body of Christ has an armpit. I mean, I don't know who that armpit is, but the, no, I'm not going to take this analogy too far. we got any armpits in this church. I did some research on the armpit. The armpit actually has a part to play, indispensable part to play. In the human body, one body we don't have a Catholic body, you know, we don't have the Anglican body, you we don't. know, we don't have a Baptist body, we don't have a Church Christ body, Hillsong body, or a Kingdom City body, or the House Church body, or the Elevate body, one body, one glorious body that we have been baptised into and we have an indispensable part of it. It's not just, oh, yeah, Rob is now part of the body of Christ, you know, whatever. It's just, Rob, you are part of the body of Christ. You're in. You belong. You matter. Everyone here, you matter. I think that's huge. Isn't it interesting that Jesus said, I will build my church. I'm going to do it. Jesus will, he is building his church. He's not building his churches. I'm building the Elevate Church. I'm building the Hillsong Church. No, I'm building the church. And the church continues the ministry of Jesus on the earth. There is nothing like the church. You can look at other um groups, gatherings of people, it could be a golf club or a tennis club, it could be a a political party and you you might become a member of that. But that's a human organisation, it's an institution. Some of them, you know, many of the not-for-profits are very good what they do, but the church is unique. You don't, in a sense, join the church in the sense of I chose Jesus. No, Jesus chose me, he chose you. And it wasn't like I'm a Christian and then a year later I might join the church. No, at the moment of conversion, we were baptised into this glorious global church. We, you, we're an indispensable part of this worldwide, global, universal move of God called the church. As I look at my 61 years of life, I've basically been in Churches of Christ. Vineyard and C3. And once a month I come to elevate, which is really, really cool. And as I look at my time, there was a time I attended Sunday school and Bible study and Christian Endeavour and Boys Brigade. And I very much I attended, but around right about the age of 15, I began to serve. I played the guitar in Sunday school. I taught children in Sunday school. And then, you know, I, I was a, a leader in youth group. And over time, by the grace of God, I, I devoted about 28 years of my life serving in a full-time, whatever word you want to use, professional capacity, youth pastor at Warwick Church Christ five years, and then 23 years as a pastor of Beachway Church. And if All of those experiences and the sense of going to this church and going to this church and then serving here and serving there and everything like that, most of my experience has been positive. But it doesn't necessarily match the indisputable truth that I am, we are, an indispensable part of the body of Christ. The body of Christ, the embodiment the manifestation of Jesus on the earth the body of Christ is a new species or a new humanity we're not just people that now believe differently we are a new creation infused with divine life Christ in us the hope of glory it is organic growing fluid mobile supernaturally spontaneous adaptable the church that we play an indispensable part of, is the hope of our nation. There is no plan B. With all the m- bad media, God isn't in heaven surrounded by angels saying, hey, uh, th- it's just not working. It's just not working. You know, stuff about you know, all these issues and people leaving the church. There's got to be a plan B. And it's God's, no, it's the church. The church is the hope of the nation the church is the embodiment of my son on the earth and every one of us who are followers of Christ are indispensably part of this global body of Christ the church before I move on I just want us to spend a moment just thinking about that what is that have you thought about that before We've had all these experiences in family life, school and work and relationships where we, for some of us, we've got a reasonably healthy sense of, you know, I'm fairly important, but I know I'm expendable, I'm, I'm you know, dispensable. There will be others who will replace my role and whatever, but whoa, there is one place that when you are in, you are in. And it's not just being in. It's what we have been baptised into, it is, it's Christ in us. It's his body on the earth, bringing the kingdom of God. But there's another part I want to share with you. We have an irreplaceable part to play in the body of Christ. So not only are we indispensable members, we have this intrinsic value And that we're never going to be outdated, the church will never be outdated, it is relevant, it is growing, it is much bigger than we think. But each one of us have an irreplaceable part to play here in the local church, but the church in our city, the church in our nation. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 18, But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants. Aren't you glad that your your ears aren't at the bottom of your feet? I mean, that would be really awkward. Everything has been intentional. How strange a body would be if it was only one part. Imagine if we're just an eye. You know, and I'm just, I'm an eye, and your eyes, you, you can't hear We can't walk, we just roll. It would just be ridiculous. How strange it would be. Yes, there are many parts but only one body. The eye can, now this is important, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. You're dispendable. We, We don't need you anymore. The head can't say to the feet, well, I don't need you, we don't need you. So it is with the body of Christ. Every person, And every role matters to the health of the church and what God is doing on the earth through the church. So I want to share this with you. Unlike anything else on earth, Christ is ahead and then there's a level playing field. We all have an indispensable part of the body of Christ. We are all gifted. We are all filled with the Holy Spirit. You know. It's not like some got the Pentecostal Holy Spirit, others got the Anglican Holy Spirit. We got the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that came on Jesus, the Holy Spirit that came on the, the first century church to empower them to be the church is the same Holy Spirit we received at salvation. We all received 100% this third person um, of the Trinity, God the Spirit. Every believer is exceptionally gifted. We have gifts, you know, things that we've been good at since we were kids and whatever, but something happens when we are born again filled with the Spirit. We immediately, not after a few years, we immediately receive spiritual gifts. Gifts that when we use them, it helps build this body and impacts Our impact on our city, so long as we know what those gifts are and we use those gifts. We don't treasure them, we don't hide them. There is no ground for boasting, I've got the gift of preaching. I've got the gift of preaching because the Holy Spirit gave me the gift of preaching. That's the only reason. And I better make sure I do it according to God's word. I better make sure, you know, it's, it's not because it's a natural gift. I was an introvert. I was shy. And yet God said, I'm going to give you the most, you know, an introverted person, I'm going to give you a public role. You're going to be a preacher. No one can boast. No one can feel inferior. Every gift, every person matters. And so it's all about this attitude of when we come to church, are we coming to church wearing a bib? Feed me. Come on. Feed me, worship leader. Come on. I hope you've got some good songs for me because I've had a really tough week. Feed me. Preacher, feed me. I've got kids. Can you feed my kids? I've got teenagers. Can you feed my teenagers? You know, This is happening in our life. Come on, church. Feed me. Feed me. There's a time... We we need feeding and it's really cute, like a bib is really cute on my nine-month granddaughter but when it's on a 6 year old man, it's not cute. So we don't come to church with a bib, we come to church with an apron. Okay, here to serve. What, What can I do both here on this Sunday and let's think, you know, it's... It's an hour and a half or so on a Sunday, but Elevate isn't just Sunday. Elevate, like every church, is 24 7. You know, we're now the church gathered, but in a little while, we're going to be the church scattered. And wherever we go, it's like there is a sense spiritually we're connected to the church. There's Elevate. We all have a part to play. Ever been to the MCG or maybe our own Optus Stadium? Isn't it great? The vibe, you know, it could be the footy, the cricket, could be a concert, but we, we go there with our bibs. We go there to be entertained and that's, that's good. Come on, come on, I, I, I paid $60 for this ticket, it better be good. But that's not the church. When we come to the church, the stadium's empty because everyone's on the ground. Everyone's on the playing field. Everyone has a part to play in seeing the kingdom of come, kingdom of God, come here on the earth as it is in heaven. You have a part to play. And the Holy Spirit is saying, I gave you gifts to start giving. Start serving. Find somebody somewhere. Here, your neighborhood at work, at the gym, start serving. Start giving. Just start encouraging. Start listening. Start praying. Start serving. I'm a little not embarrassed, but I'm going to share a story. I'm going to be vulnerable. Uh, after our era of Beachway being the, the founding pastors and everything, it was 23 years. The last couple of years of those 23 years were really, really hard, and and I was I was pretty broken when it all finished you know, and it was humbling, I, I thought Beach would still be going, and so I thought, wow, it had a use-by date for whatever reason, and so I had a break, I had a break for, from Sunday gatherings, and, uh, and the break was starting to become a lifestyle, I, I was amazed, because I, I used to be the guy saying, hey, come on, we need you, and I'm, I'm going to the beach on Sundays, I'm going to cafes on Sundays, so, this is really good. Anyhow, I caught up with a friend I hadn't seen for a while. He was part of our church. He was on team. And then he started becoming a little bit spontaneous. He, he would only come when he was part of the worship team or whatever. And then then it just, I, I just didn't see him and hasn't been to church for years. And I caught up with him. He said, how are you going? I said, oh, how are you? And we're talking. and said, what, what, Have you found a church? Yeah. No, nah, I haven't been to church for years now. And what about you, Rob? And I said, and I, it just sort of came out of me. I said, I'm... I'm becoming the person that used to annoy me as a pastor. I'm becoming one of those guys that you know I'd be there one week and then you don't see me for maybe four or six. And and as I said it, there was a grace, but there was a prompting. Rob, um, not for the sake of the senior pastor, but you know, you're not contributing. You're not playing your part. You're not growing, and the local church is not growing because you are withholding. Now, whether it's hurt or whether it just becomes a pattern, you are indispensable. We are indispensable part of the body of Christ, and each of us has an irreplaceable part to play. So together, let's work alongside Jesus as he builds the church we don't go to church we are the church
0: we really hope you got a lot out of this message if you live in the Perth area we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences for times and directions as well as information head to our website elevatechurch.me for those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which Premier is every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.